The following podcast is sponsored by our own little world daycare and learning center in Alma. Give them a phone call at 479-632-0038. They've been voted best of the best for 2016, 2017, and currently in two categories for 2018. Best Child Care Center and Best Preschool. Give them a phone call at 479-632-0038. Hello, hello, and thank you for letting us be a part of your day wherever you are listening. Thank you so much. I am your host, Zach, and I am so glad to be in front of the microphone once again. And, you know, it's been a very tough first three games for the Alma Airedales. And now traditionally, uh, they're not used to this type of start. They're at least at minimum have always had at least one win going into conference play since 2010. Uh, This is the first time the Airedales do not have a win since 2009. Uh, They tied Van Buren that year 36-36, ended up losing to both Springdale and Springdale Harbor that year before getting their first conference win the very next Friday. So hopefully this will uh, repeat itself and uh, Alma will be able to get conference playoff onto a really solid ground and get that first elusive win of the 2018 season. Now, what we ended up seeing is that, you know, it's really difficult whenever you've got a team and you know their potential and what has been going on. And when things don't go well, it is so easy to get into a blame game. Oh, this person, or you know, so-and-so didn't cover this block. Someone didn't read that coverage right. There's tons of fingers that can be pointed in numerous directions. And you know, the biggest pause that I have to take is just ask myself, why did some of these things happen? You, you have to grow and you have to innovate out of a problem. You cannot run away from it. And, you know, why have there been struggles throughout non-conference? You know, how come the successes that we've been seeing haven't shown up as wins for the Alma football program so far this year? And when you go back and you watch, there are things defensively that occur that are out of position a few times uh, wide receivers were open and opportunities to make plays on the offensive side of the ball uh the thing that you have to keep remembering is that they have been making adjustments and things did improve for them more often than not in the second half between Southside, van buren springdale and even russellville on friday night and Alma went after some very stiff competition in this non-conference slash off-season stuff, and I commend the first the football players for never folding up shop and quitting. Uh, Very evident that they could have done that the very first game against Van Buren. They did not. Same thing the next week with... Springdale, uh, and especially because of the weather delay, and then with the uh, with the with the stadium losing power, uh, it had a delayed kickoff until after 8:30 that night. Uh, you know, it was just a long, long night. Uh, you know, you're 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 had an opportunity to take the lead going into halftime, and then they kick a field goal at the last few moments to retain the lead, and then you just couldn't get any traction following halftime. You get with Russellville, and Russellville is a 
very solid program. They won a state championship over Greenwood a couple of seasons ago, so they've still got some remnants of uh, senior leadership uh, with that team that are able to guide them in understanding what it takes to be successful in the little things day by day. And Alma is experiencing a very good problem with a lot of fresh young faces that uh, accumulate and uh, transition as juniors and some sophomores with some of our senior leadership. So we've got a very good blend and a very good position that we want to be in. But uh, again, when things don't go well, it's so easy to get into a blame game and the students have continued to practice hard. They've been fighting hard. They've got mental toughness. And, you know, at this point, the biggest thing that you can say is that uh, you made it through the gauntlet of non-conference against 7A, 6A opponents. You're not going to see any 7A, 6A opponents for the remainder of your schedule. You're now in conference play. So the games that really do matter start this Friday night against the Valonia Eagles. That's the game that's important. That's the game that matters. And when it's all said and done on Friday night, just like Coach talked about last season and what he talked about today in his interview, is that at the end of the night, there are going to be four teams that have a leg up in the 5A West race, and there's going to be four teams that are going to be having to play catch-up the next week. And so you want to be able to position yourself where you're one of the four teams that are notched in the win column. And, you know, the biggest thing that we saw from the Russellville game on Friday night is that we saw some really solid stops from the defense. Uh, they were taking a very potent Russellville offense and holding them to have to settle for field goals uh, in the early part of the matchup. Um, it was also a very unique game with the score. Uh, I remember at one point Russellville led 5-0 and 11-0 uh, at halftime. So it was just a very unique game in and of itself. And you know, being able to see the offense uh, begin to get a little bit of traction was a really good thing. Uh, you know, they were able to look like they were able to uh, define the situations and fix some of the root causes from the week before. So really good corrective action. Uh, that, that just it really means really good follow-up and really good evaluation. That's a, a lot of time in film. And, you know, the only thing that uh, I'll say about uh, some of the times with the offense sputtering was the, the when you've got an officiating crew, you know, just like uh, what my buddy Nate last season talked about, he was a former uh, an official, is that you want the officials to be like they weren't even there that you don't even notice them as a fan and a spectator because the perfect game for an official is when they do not have to throw a flag. And on this one, I believe there was like over 20 or so flags that were thrown on both sides. So, I mean, it, they, they were impacting both Russellville and Alma. And momentum is such a huge thing in football and in just any sport in general. And when you can't get that momentum going, you can't get that rhythm, it makes for a very slow, slow start to establishing anything from running games, defensive schemes, passing games, you name it. You can you can point at any aspect of a football game and it's going to impact it some way or another. And for Russellville, they had the leisure of having taken the early lead in the first half and Alma was needing to try and play catch up. So you would have a big play, but then you're having to turn and watch downfield from where the officials were at 
Was there a flag on the play? Was was there was there holding? Was there something that just didn't click right? Was it was it a pre-snap penalty? Was it after the snap? Uh, there was just numerous things that happened during that game on Friday. But uh, all in all, Alma's offense was limited to 106 yards on 40 plays on the night. So uh, it was a very rough game for the Airedales against uh, the Russellville Cyclones. But uh, you know, the wonderful thing about this is that. You look at it for what the non-conference is designed for, and that's designed to get you to evaluate and determine where you need to fix some things. It allowed for additional growth for some of these younger players to step in and really have to develop and grow quickly, figuring out a lot of stuff about finding and fixing and fighting what uh, we needed to determine was a root cause and get uh, follow-up and evaluation in that area. but. You know, that, that really contributed to a lot of the struggles that we saw from this football team during the non-conference portion. But good news is, is that it's conference play. You've got Valonia coming into town at home. So it's a home opener for the 5A West. So that's always a big benefit of having the home crowd supporting you and cheering you on. And before I dive way too far down into that rabbit hole, let me cue up the uh, interview with Coach Doug Lockridge. Well, Coach, you guys made it through your uh, non-conference season. Uh, you guys are not in a preferred spot at the moment. You guys are 0-3 going into uh, 5A West play, but there's a lot of good teams uh, at the beginning of this year that were expected to do very well, and they're also almost in a similar boat as uh, Alma is at this point. So the good news is is that you guys took your lumps. You didn't go after uh, 4A, 3A schools on the schedule. You guys went after... 7A, 6A opponents to be able to really help uh, find those glaring spots that you guys needed to fix immediately and get attention to. That's uh, one thing that I always appreciate uh, Alma over the years is that they're not afraid to go and schedule the bigger schools that have the longer benches that can continue to rotate those uh, fresh legs in, especially in a later stage of the third, fourth quarter. So overall with the non-conference schedule being done, uh, what are some of the things that you saw from the team just from their growth and development from the uh, south side scrimmage all the way to last week with Russellville. Well, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword when you take on that task. You know, we've done it all six years I've been here. We've been 3-0 and coming out of non-conference. We've been 2-1. and We've been 1-2. and This is the first time we've unfortunately ever been, you know, 0-3. Uh, but, I mean, if you can survive that and you if you look back to it goes back four weeks because of what you scrimmage south side. So south side, Springdale. Uh, Van Buren, um, Russellville. Um, if you can survive that physically and mentally, you're going to come out better for it. You know, physically, I don't. We have survived it, but we've lost some along the way. You know, we've lost two two full-time defensive starters that were seniors with injury with Bryson Treadway and with uh, Noble Scadden. So, um, you know, those are two injuries that we lost with that gauntlet. Um, mentally, you know, the kids are hungry for a win. Obviously, they don't like getting beat. The coaches don't like getting beat. They hear the people in, in, in the hallways and stuff just talking about them that aren't out here doing what they're doing every day, you know, with some negative comments. But I've just told them, you know, they've got to believe in what we're doing. They've got to believe in the process. They got to believe that we're going to be better uh, going through that. Uh, you know, we're going into this week. Uh, everyone's undefeated. Um, you know, I told them Friday night. You know, I had some bad news. Good news. Bad news is, you know, we're not going to be undefeated this year. The good news is we can still play for a conference championship. We can still play for a state championship. 
so and we can still get in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, we're not going to see another 6A, 7A school the rest of the year. It's going to be 5A schools only. There's going to be some really good 5A schools. You know, just because we're play going into 5A doesn't mean all of them are going to be pushovers. But we've got to believe that what we've done in the past couple weeks has really pushed us, pushed us, pushed our limits and got us ready. We played three, four quarter games. We've worked all types of situations. We've played teams with deep benches that have 90 plus kids that don't have anybody go both ways and totally two platoon. We've seen that stuff. Um, we've grown. Uh, I think our, you know, we're breaking in a lot of new faces, a lot of faces that didn't play last year, some guys that came over from basketball that we've thrown into the fire. Uh, you know, we do have new experience up front. We're broken a new center with, with Nick Archer and, and, and we've had Zach Elliott get in and get some snaps. Uh, defensively, you know, we broke in a lot of faces there. We had a lot of veterans back in the secondary, but we had all new linebackers and a lot of D linemen. Um, we've grown there. I think we've grown scheme-wise. I think our coaches have grown to figure out what we can do and what we can't do, what we're asking our kids to physically do that they can't do. Uh, and now we're still working on making sure we get the right people on the field. We've got to get the best 11 offensively and defensively, and we've got to have backups ready for if one of those guys goes down. So I like where we're at. Again, if you can survive it physically and mentally, it's worth it. I think we're good. Kids come to work every day. They could have folded 10 a long time ago, but they do know now that now it's for real. After this week, there's going to be four undefeated teams in conference and, and, and four teams that are there are 0-1. So we want to get a jump start on this conference championship. Well, and visiting with the Russellville game uh, last Friday, there was a lot of very good points, despite what the score said. Uh, your defense was out there quite a bit. Held a very potent Russellville offense to a couple of field goals during the game. You also managed to get a couple of stops early in the matchup. Uh, and along the way, we also saw some very entertaining scores <laughs> with this game. Uh, probably not the most cleanest scoring game that uh, I've seen in a while, but uh, you guys did have some uh, success against the Cyclones. So. Uh, what were some good benefits that you saw from just the defensive standpoint, uh, just even from the first half? You know, I thought we did a good job of, of implementing our philosophy and our scheme. I thought we made them snap the ball and not give up the big play. You know, they had a very elusive quarterback and probably one of the better throwing quarterbacks. I think it may have been the best quarterback we've seen all year with the, the Atkins kid. Um, he, he did a great job with his legs and with his arm. We never gave up the big play. We made them ch get chunk yardage, you know, just like uh, there's one drive that we pinned them in, at the five and they went all the way down. We held them to a field goal and never gave up the big play. Lots of big hits. I thought we were physical with them. Uh, again, they're a team that their offense plays offense and their defense plays defense, so they come out fresh legs all the time. We got guys over there that's going all plays of offense and defense. So um, I thought we held, went toe to toe with them. You know, we just we were on the field a lot defensively. You know uh, that we knew going in they had a really good, really good defense, and they and they did. And they're a good six A football team. They're going to compete well in that conference. And then with the offense, you know, they were also having moments where they were being able to make some really good drives. But the biggest thing that uh, I don't like to see, regardless of who's playing, is when you've got officials that dictate the game and. One of the best games is when you realize the officials weren't even there, and this was not, unfortunately, one of those games. The officials made their presence known for both Alma and Russellville, and it just seemed to really kill any momentum that the offense was trying to generate. So what uh, what were what were you trying to tell uh, your offensive players uh, during those struggles with, with the officiating crew whenever those penalties were occurring? Just try to tell them to keep chugging. You know, we, we break down p penalties by effort penalties. 
where you're you're getting extra mice tail and you're trying to block and go or or discipline penalties which are before the snap or, or at the end of the snap and a lot of ours you know i thought were effort penalties you know we got and some on defensively that 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 extended drives uh you know there was over 20 something flags thrown in that ball game you know on both sides and i just i think that's way too many uh in, in a in a ball game to, to to go out there and try to overcome some things but you know our guys just kept fighting they didn't use that as an excuse they were facing it with adversity all night with long fields and and uh, you know that's just part of the game you've got to be able to overcome a first and 15 or or when you give them a short yard on you know on defense or whatever so uh, i was proud of the kids for hanging in there and fighting they never gave up well, speaking about not giving up, uh, you guys have had an interesting position, as we already established, being 0-3 from the non-conference slate. How's it been coaching about the kids, about mental toughness and persevering uh, just from last Friday going into this week of practice as we get ready for Bologna? You know, coaching that doesn't begin in football season. We try to start that in off season, And for the most part, I think we've got enough senior leadership that that doesn't affect them. They're competitive no matter what. You know, that's the reason we play seven-on-seven seven tournaments. You know, we, we took some lumps this year in seven-on-seven seven as well. You know, we started the first year, the first tournament this year going over, went over seven, did not win a game. And by the end of the year, we finished our last tournament going four and one. So they've been in those boats before. They don't, they don't let it discourage them. They get – you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, upset, but they don't they don't fold up shop and quit, and that's what I like about this group. You know, we just got such great kids, and they kids that 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 you know that you're going to get every ounce out of them. You know, and that's what, without a doubt, every kid that we put out there, we know that, that we know what we're getting out of each one of those kids, and we know they're going to leave it all the way out there. And and that's you know, I feel bad about losing, and I feel bad about getting beat, but I don't feel bad for the effort for our guys because I know every game this year they've they've just poured it out and gave us all they got. Well, and speaking of effort and giving everything that you got, uh, our Edward Jones uh, Player of the Week sponsored by the office of Lyle Newton was Carson Bonneau uh, on defense. Uh, ended up having those scenarios where ended up uh, really just there defensively. was just about on every play, a lot of tackles, a lot of uh, assist tackles. Um, whenever he would make a hit, the opposing player was very slow to get up. Uh, it was one of those things where from a defensive standpoint, I liked being able to see that because that's uh, that's a player where when they make a point of contact, not only are they going to feel him Friday night, but that's going to go into Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And one thing I've been uh, wanting to watch and notice is just how, not only from Carson's standpoint, but your defense in general, how the team the week after fares the following week in their game that they have. They're just a little more slow, it seems like, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, what Carson allowed us to do all night was we were able to get pressure with four guys and not have to blitz, take guys out of coverage zones. You know, he he's he's leading us right now in tackles for loss and sacks, and we're only on week three, and I think he's just about where we were for the year last year. Uh, he's, got a, a, he's got a motor that never stops. He plays hard. Um, you just got to kind of put his hand on the ground, let him go. And he's good with doing that. And, and the good best part about it is that he's a junior. Yeah, going to have him for one more year and be able to coach him and have a lot of fun with him next season as well. Now, the big thing is that, uh, like you've been telling the students and like we've been talking about uh, throughout the whole process here, is that virtually the first three games don't matter. They're, they're there to be able to help you guys isolate problems, to be able to make improvements and get you ready for games that do matter, which starts this Friday with conference play. Uh, you guys are going to be hosting the Valonia Eagles. Uh, this is a program that has uh, been in a little bit of flux, a lot of change in leadership uh, over the last uh, five years. 
been very up and down. This is a program that has seen success. This is a program that has also had uh, very low success. Unfortunately, they're kind of in the in the latter category. They just kind of seem to be stuck in a rut trying to get some traction on being able to find that success. But uh, one of the players that I'm already looking at is their quarterback, uh, Jordan Britton. Uh, he's already uh, averaging about 187 uh, passing yards per game. Uh, they've been very competitive in all their uh, games so far in non-conference. Uh, I believe they're coming in one and two. So what are you guys seeing from Valonia? What are your plans to uh, really limit Britain's opportunities uh, on offense on Friday night? Uh, you know, they are coming on against a whole new regime of coaches. Uh, coach Langrell, you know, was the head coach at Mayflower. It came from Greenbrier. He was the, the OC there. So he does a lot of the same scheme things that the Greenbrier does. It's 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 a – they try to turn it into a seven-on-seven game, quick, quick short routes, high-percentage routes, uh, try to get their skilled guys to get yards on their own, um, things that they just want to, you know, that – no matter how many you rush, they're going to get rid of before you get there. Uh, you know, pretty simple run game. They're just going to run some zone things like that. But it, you know, they're going to put in the hands of their running backs. And they're, I thought they think the running back is very, very elusive and got some good speed. Um, defensively, they're much better. You can tell by just about on video that they're that they're well coached and they're doing the right things and playing some good technique. Um, you know, going into this. Uh, it's a big game. It's a big game for both of us. No one wants to start out conference 0 and 1, and there's going to be four teams that are 1 and 0 and four that are 0 and 1. So we want to be on the upper tier of that. Uh, going into this, though, it's not been hard to get our kids to work because they know the importance now. It's, it's a new season, and it's time for us to to go play. And uh, you know, it's like I told them at the end of, pra end of practice. You know, I talked to Keegan Roseberry and asked him how many touchdowns he scored in three games, and he said one. And I said, you know, you can still be the conference leading rusher right now you know that you can still be the conference leading tackler you can still be the 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 sack leader in 5a so there's all kinds of goals still out there to be uh we just need to put in the work and go do it well again you guys are going to be hosting Valonia come uh, Friday night. So for those of you that are listening, uh, please make arrangements to uh, attend and come support this program, support these players. Uh, they put in all the time and the effort, and they deserve a uh, packed stadium uh, supporting them all along the way. And uh, most importantly, Coach, get that very first win of the season, and it would be a very uh, critical one because, as we just stated, it would be a conference win. Yeah, a conference win. That goes that goes really, really far. You know, there's like I said, there's going to be some teams behind the eight ball right off the bat. There's going to be some that has a leg up, and each, each week's going to be a new story. Well, Coach, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, big night. You know, we're looking forward to it. Look for our home crowds have been great. Uh, we appreciate the support of those guys coming out. We promise we're going to get it right, and uh, just keep on believing in us and keep on being here supporting, supporting the kids. They love it whenever they come out, and there's a big crowd, and it's loud, and you know, they just feel like they just feel like you know, it's the people care about what they're doing. So again, if you haven't already. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock at Airedale Stadium against the Valonia Eagles. And just to kind of give you guys a, a little bit of a preview here, um, Valonia is averaging about 159 yards rushing per game, 187 yards passing. Um, defensively, they're almost a mirror image of the Airedales. At, uh, they're at 75 compared to Alma 77. Um, the difference on defense is that Alma is being able to get better penetration and get to the quarterback on a higher success than Valonia has so far this season. Uh, they're averaging about one sack per game to Alma's 4.3. And as far as points per game, 
you know, they've had both of these teams have had their struggles early in. Again, Bologna's coming into this contest a one and two. Uh, Alma is uh, still searching for that first win of the season. Um, Bologna's averaging about uh, 14 points per game. Alma's averaging about 13. So this is going to be a very crucial 5A West matchup on Friday night. It's going to be uh, very close. Uh, just like uh, Coach had said in his interview, you know, this is uh, going to be reminiscent of uh, Greenbrier's offense and scheme just from what we've seen in the past. And, uh, you know, Jordan Britton is definitely someone that you need to be able to uh, contain on offense. Um, he's their leading passer at quarterback with 187 yards average per game, uh, total yards uh, 192. So, you know, if the play's collapsing, he can be elusive uh, when called upon. And the other one you got to watch out for is their running back. Uh, Smith is averaging about 84 yards per game already. So when you got someone that's close to being a 100-yard rusher in this conference, it's a really big deal. And, you know, you've got uh, two focuses on Friday night with the quarterback and with the running back situation. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you got to watch out for Lewis. Uh, he is their uh, leading tackler. He's uh, getting about 8.7 tackles per game. Uh, you know, you compare that to uh, Colton Bowerman. Uh, he's sitting at uh, 11.3. And uh, for us also on defense, uh, Zach Henson's been our go-to as far as getting that penetration and getting to the opposing quarterback, uh, already averaging about two sacks per game. And remember, Alma's averaging 4.3, so he is contributing half of those sack stats right now. So it's going to be a really good matchup, but definitely make arrangements to come out to Airedale Stadium on Friday night again. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock. Uh, the team is looking to get that very first win of the 2018 campaign, and what a win it would be if it would be for conference play. Hope to see you out at Airedale Stadium on Friday night. Again, kickoff is at 7 o'clock. And remember, go Airedales.